for joining Discipleship Conditioning, where we present anatomy through a biblical lens. We begin every show with prayer requests. If you have them, please email us at prayer at erroretphysiology.com. Well, I'll tell you, I'm learning a lot through this podcast process. I'd like to thank a company called Captivate, who is hosting the podcast, who has been a great help. Their support team has been fantastic. And I'd like to thank a company called Descript. Uh, I've mentioned how I've been working on transcripts for each show over the past month or so. My goal was to be done by tomorrow, actually, the 31st. And uh, I'm partially done. And I've also talked about in this podcast how one of the most important things I did in January was purchase a domain. And I wasn't quite sure what the second step would be. But once you take that first step, you can see the second step and the third step and so on and so forth. And so the transcripts that I've created have all been through an automation that didn't work too well. In fact, if you go on the website today, tonight, you would see that uh, there's a lot of errors in the transcript in the automated process. Uh, but I've come across this company called Descript that does a phenomenal job with transcripts. Uh, it's all automated. There are errors that you have to fix here and there, but the system begins learning your name, learning how you speak, uh, how you pronounce things, those sorts of things. And so the product gets better for you and better for you as you use it more. And uh, it's a it's a really uh, user friendly application. It's challenged me. I just started this today, by the way. Uh, I had a free trial of them before and played around with it, but today is the first day I started the paid subscription. And I really enjoy the service. Uh, I've said many times on the podcast that I will not edit and I want to stay true to that. But I will say that Descript makes editing super easy, both for audio and video. I may use it a little bit in the future, but I'd rather challenge myself, at least currently my train of thought is to challenge myself by getting rid of all the filler words that we often use in conversation. Outside of that, what I've been working on, it kind of leads into what I want to talk about today. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm I'm drained. I'm tapped. Uh, this business is is whipping me good right now. Um, so what we're going to talk about today that will lead to your benefit is that by the end of this podcast, you will know a little bit more about my story and the repetitive attack of fear, specifically the repetitive attack of fear that the devil uses in my life. Hopefully you can relate to what I'm going through and what I've gone through my entire life. And I'm just so thankful that we have our Heavenly Father on our sides this time around. Because in years past when I didn't recognize the Lord in the way that I should, and I didn't honor the Lord in the way that I should, those attacks were much more difficult to overcome. Our mission is to serve men between the ages of 20 and 40 who have ever felt persecuted over their God-given qualities. We wish to do so through anecdotal strength and conditioning experience, anatomy experience, and the scholastic truth of the Bible. Through that, we teach how God's word impacts every facet of our lives. 
we are faced with a societal issue in which the influence society places upon us outweighs the biblical influence which we have. And this leads to the succumbing of the evil tactics that the devil is using to destroy each and every one of us. We do so by serving brothers and thereby sisters with authenticity in the midst of change through our calling and ministry as teachers. I hope that I'm showing authenticity with every show that we do, but I think today will be a little bit more uh, just because I'm currently, I'm drained where I'm at. And so I'm a little bit more vulnerable and uh, hopefully that comes across in the podcast and you can relate to that. Again, I don't want to make these podcasts about something that's fake, something that's uh, me and my best version of myself, you know, only images from a certain view and podcast that's extremely edited and uh, there's all these effects and altering and things like that. Uh, we've purchased a microphone, hooks directly to our computer via USB, and uh, that's about it. We uh, don't use too much in terms of fancy software other than Descript, as I mentioned before. And even then, I don't play with the features to um, equalize voice or drown out background noise or any of that stuff. So you know, maybe I will in the future. But uh, my concern is more authenticity right now. And so that's what I'm focusing on. We're sponsored by ourselves, airatphysiology.com. There you can find blog style articles. You can find nonfiction books, books to be written. Uh, we're working on a year without television right now. Strength and conditioning programs. There are a handful, I think 12 programs that we have up and ready for purchase. And if you'd like a different one, you can request a different one. Courses, the two that we're working on at the moment and progressing with are bare bones anatomy and bare bones physiology. Talked about how I want to expand this into sort of a full-blown school uh, later on in previous podcasts. This is a faith-based podcast that you're listening to. We also have faith-based coaching and we have a local summer camp. If you want to inquire on those, go to our website, which we already mentioned, or email us at hello at airretphysiology.com. The part that matters is the Bible, always is, always will be. And today we have Psalms 18, 31 through 42. For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? The God who equipped me with strength and made my way blameless. He made my feet like the feet of a deer and sent me, set me secure on the heights. He trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation and your right hand supported me and your gentleness made me great. You gave a wide place for my steps under me and my feet did not slip. I pursued my enemies and overtook them and did not turn back till they were consumed. I thrust them through so that they were not able to rise. They fell under my feet for you equipped me with strength for the battle. You made those who rose against me sink under me. You made my enemies turn their backs to me, and those who hated me I destroyed. They cried for help, but there was none to save. 
They cried to the Lord, but he did not answer them. I beat them fine as dust before the wind. I cast them out like the mires of the streets. I have three main takeaways from that section that I'd like to share with you in our application. And the first was the section that read, Made My Way Blameless. And what this does for me is it reminds me of how lucky I am, how lucky we are to have a loving father that has paved the way for us and has remained ever so patient for us to come to him. If I think back on my late teens, my early 20s, my mid-20s, and even my late 20s, I do not deserve that path. I do not deserve the grace that's been given. But yet, he makes our way blameless. To those devoted to him, he shields them, he protects them, and he makes their ways blameless. I pursued my enemies and overtook them. Now, if you look at commentary on this, you're probably going to find that this is in reference to David, King David, versus the enemies of Israel. But there's certainly application we can take in our own lives, which is what I'm doing today. And what this makes me think of is my continual battle with not being good enough. I could take you through a number of stories and I could postulate on where in my life this stems from. I think it's fairly obvious, but uh, I think it's more important to focus on the future and the current state of affairs. And I hope in application in your life, you're able to do the same in times of doubt, times of fear, times of not feeling good enough. For any of you that have started a business, the analogy that's stuck in my head is being at the bottom of the mountain. And this mountain is so large that you can't even see its peak through the cloud cover. And every once in a while you get videos, social media, podcasts, depicting what life is like at the top. In fact, we get those a lot, right? Um, If we go on Facebook, if we go on Twitter, we look at people's profiles. People aren't posting the pictures that they're embarrassed about, right? They're posting professional photos. They're posting their best images. They're posting their best moments to give everyone sort of a false perspective on what their life is about. When I was a kid, my parents referred to this lifestyle, of course, this was well before social media, as keeping up with the Joneses. And you've probably heard that before, where people go and buy a nice car when they can't afford the nice car. But it gives everyone else the perception that they're doing quite well. I heard a family member say this not too long ago, just last weekend, actually, that... um, Years ago in Southern California, there was this um, 
event that this gas station held that it was going to be free gas on Saturday before 9 p.m. And it was to, you know, spike sales and draw attention to this somewhat out of the way gas station. And back then, I'm sure gas was probably like 80 cents a gallon. This was in the mid 90s. I started driving in 99, 2000, 2001, maybe somewhere in there. And I remember my first few tanks of gas were 99 cents a gallon. Now that was in Idaho. So maybe my assumption of 80 cents a gallon back in the mid 90s in California is incorrect. But nevertheless, it was a lesser price, undoubtedly, than it is now. So as you might imagine, people were lined up for who knows how far of a distance to get this free gas. And there's a story coming out of this day, this event, this this line, this interaction with people where there was a BMW, nice vehicle, in line. And there was someone behind this person and they were just getting really upset and shouting and saying, how, why is this guy in line? You know, he, he's got a BMW. He can obviously afford this. Like, move over so the rest of us that are living on a fixed income or whatever the case is can can get a little bit extra support. We desperately need it. What that person failed to realize is that they were looking at that person's wealth. Every bit of wealth that person had was tied into that car payment. You see this a lot of times in bad neighborhoods where you'll see a really nice car out front and the house is probably worth less than the car is. But when the person's out in the car, they're able to kind of personify. And this isn't to demean that or say that uh, it's necessarily wrong. It's certainly not the approach that I want to take, but I'm seeing it more and more on social media. And a lot of people that I listen to on podcasts that I watch YouTube videos on for inspiration. They're few and far between and they're difficult to find because there's very few people out there that are showing you what the story looks like from the beginning um, or at least recounting what life was like in the beginning. Far too many people are telling the story from the top of the mountain. And whether you want to make an application in this to business or some other avenue in life, it's consistent throughout. So right now, um, I think the analogy of a mountain works well also because at the beginning, the base of the mountain, like a pyramid, right, is widest at its base. I see hundreds of things that I could be doing and should be doing and simply just don't have the time for. Today, I think what kind of got me down was I literally worked on transcript, redoing the transcript of the very first episode And I spent six hours working on it. And I'm like, my goodness, this is not sustainable. This is not something that I can continue to do if I'm recording a podcast every three days. This is taking me three times longer than it is to actually even record and publish the podcast. So I've got some heart to heart to do there and to figure out. And I'll get better at the skill and it won't take six hours every single time. But the point is, I'm staring at the bottom of this mountain, and I'm looking at all these tasks that need to be completed, 
And every once in a while, I'm getting a hint from the top of the mountain on how great life is at the top of the mountain. And it's, it's easy to fall into traps of envy. It's easy to fall into traps of despair. Um, I tend to not fall into traps of envy. I don't get jealous of the lives that other people have, but I do get down on myself. And when I see such a tremendous gap between the top of the mountain and the bottom of the mountain, I often go back to old habits of feeling not good enough. And if you've ever suffered from depression, it's one of those things where somebody can come up to you and they can say, you are good enough. And it doesn't seem to do a bit of good. You know, I I thank the people that do that for me in my lives, in my life, not my lives. But it's something that you've got to get yourself through. And it's something that I commit to prayer and something that I commit to, to giving over to God. You know, anytime I I encroach upon anything in my life that is too difficult to handle, I turn it over to God. I do my best to do that. And I've been praying throughout the day on that. And my big prayer will come tonight before bed. And I'm going to focus on that primarily. It's certainly not a reason to quit. It's certainly understandable to be discouraged but these are the times that define us and I know just like the previous stories in my life that when I get through this and I achieve success how God defines it not how man defines it I'll look back on this and I'll probably actually miss this experience I don't know if you can relate to that or not. Uh, Let me use an example of college. When I entered grad school, they said, don't take over nine credits. So what did I do? I took 12. And I finished my master's in just under a year and a half. And it was a two-year master's. And through that process, in striving for perfection... I was, I was miserable in the midst of just all the stress and it was my own fault. I didn't listen, should have, but I didn't listen. But oddly enough, there are distinct moments that I look back on now. And this was 2015 to 2017. I look back on now and I I really miss them. You know, I I would certainly go back and do things differently. I would probably turn the master's into a three-year degree instead of a year and a half or two years. But there are things within the midst of that trying time that I miss. I graduated high school weighing about 115, 120 pounds. I now weigh between 220 and 230. It's easy to enjoy where I'm at now because I'm sort of at the top of the mountain. But I genuinely miss those late teens, early 20s from a strength and conditioning perspective. I miss the grind. And so I know this is just another example of this. Even though today kind of sucks, I know that in the midst of this, it's difficult for me to see 
the forest through the trees. But I know one day I'll look back on this and I will actually miss uh, points of this period of time. And what I'd like to continue to do through this podcast is show you the journey in the midst of the journey. I think this podcast is relatable to so many people because I'm not someone standing on top of the mountain. I'm someone standing right next to you. And we're going through this together. And if you, brother or sister, are starting a podcast, send me an email. I will show you what I know. If you're starting a website, send me an email. I'll show you what I know. If you're in the middle of grad school and you don't think you're going to make it, send me an email. I'll show you what I did. If you're 115 pounds soaking wet and you want to gain muscle, email me. I'll show you what I did. I cast them out like the mire of the streets. Again, this is referencing David. But it makes me think of fight or flight, specifically as it relates to trauma. And this is where we will spend the majority of our time, specifically from an anatomy lens. You know, I've heard trauma referred to a number of ways, and I think the two most powerful there's a poison analogy and there is a knife analogy. Maybe you've heard them. The poison analogy describes trauma as you're creating this concoction, this poisonous concoction, and you're taking it yourself. You're drinking the poison yourself, but you're expecting someone else to succumb to it. In the knife analogy, trauma, and this is the way that I think about trauma, trauma is largely... A sinful person inflicting pain on a sinless person. And that's that's an exaggeration. There's nobody that's truly sinless. But what I'm trying to get across is that you have a sinful individual, a troubled individual generally, that is casting trauma on somebody that has never had trauma cast on them before. And I like to think of it as a knife being jabbed into you by the person inflicting the pain on you. But the moment that that is complete, the person causing trauma oftentimes leaves. Certainly there are instances where there's repetitive trauma over and over and over again. My experience can't speak to that directly. In my trauma, the knife was left and the person left. And for the next 20 years, I repetitively took the knife out and stuck the knife back in over and over and over again. And at some point, you have to stop drinking the poison and you have to drop the knife. Now, forgive me if those examples are crude and unusual. But trauma is crude and unusual. Trauma inflicts this fight or flight. 
We talked about stress in a previous episode. And fight or flight was designed with a stress response to be a means for survival. But we as humans take that fight or flight response and we apply it to all aspects of life. To where at the end of the day, we've stressed tens of times or probably more likely hundreds of times. But if we look back, being that the poison and the knife are analogies and not accurate, not actually what happened, there was nothing in that day that actually was truly life-threatening. But the interesting thing about trauma is if you don't drop the knife, if you don't stop drinking the poison, eventually you will succumb and it will be a means of survival. It will be a life or death scenario. I mentioned in a previous episode that stress kills. We don't know how it kills. It's going to manifest different in different people, but it does kill. People succumb to stress. People succumb to trauma. They replay the trauma in their heads over and over and over again. And even the people that work their way through trauma, as I have, still hit a rocky road and have feelings like they're not good enough, which is directly associated with their trauma and the hard wiring of their brain set during those traumatic periods. I mentioned earlier that one of the best things I did in January was buy a domain for the website. I was step one and I didn't know what step two looked like, but I couldn't know what step two looked like until I took step one. And so my recovery here in the midst of a rocky period and the sort of reintegration of my trauma or traumatic memories is simply that to put all my faith in God and to put one foot in front of the other, even if I don't know what the second step is going to look like. Put all trust in God. The fight or flight system was designed by him for survival. So use it as such. Use it as a means of survival. But when you recognize something is not related to survival. Put all your trust in God and put one foot in front of the other. That's what I'm going to do. And that's what I always do when I get into these rocky roads. I hope that I can be an example for you. I hope that I can be someone that you can lean on. I don't haphazardly provide email addresses each episode because I'm not serious about communication and discipleship with my brothers and sisters. I know we live in a society where you hear a podcast and they provide the email and you send an email And you never hear from that person because they're too busy. They're too far up the mountain. They're too busy for us. I don't ever want the business to get so busy that I can't reply to you. 
I've sent a lot of emails the last few months looking for mentorship, looking for help as a uh, startup entrepreneur. And I think it was yesterday was one of the only times I actually got a reply back from somebody that's halfway up the mountain or all the way up on the mountain. It was one sentence and you could tell it was a quick email and they were busy, but I'll take it and I appreciate that. And I'll take it and I'll apply that in my life one step further. And hopefully many more steps further. If listening to this podcast is enough help for you, fantastic. It's it's served its purpose. But if you need somebody outside of this, I say the emails often. Reach out. Let's disciple each other. Let's get better at life before we go home with our Heavenly Father. So in conclusion, like now, when I have a decision to be made, I will commit to prayer. I will commit to scripture. And I will commit to wise counsel. If you need prayer, reach out at prayer at airretphysiology.com. If you need wise counsel, reach out at hello at airretphysiology.com. Let's stay consistent with our conclusion. The Lord's Prayer. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen.